What's up, guys, and welcome to the Knots New Podcast. We're here with John, Victoria, Thomas, Gabriel, and of course, your favorite podcast host of all time, yours truly, Aiden. We're here to do an analysis on the first volume of the graphic novel series, Eclipse. Here we go. Hope you enjoy. This is Lectio Devana, and I think the reason we should care about this book is because it serves as somewhat as a cautionary tale of capitalism and of taking it too far. Um, it shows a, a society where people... The people that are in control are in control purely because of the fact that they have so much money. Um, you can see that the rich people own the police and govern a large part of the way that the society works. And you can see that the society works. And you can see like just the massive like difference. Like there's no middle class, it's poverty and extreme wealth. Um and I believe that this shows if we push capitalism too far to its extremes, this is what we could end up getting. Um, and in this situation, it was a giant solar flare, while in other situations that are more realistic, it could be an election, or it could be simply just the rich having too much money. Like, they're just too rich compared to the rest of us. Uh, thank you. This is a lighting analysis. So I think um, what's really interesting about this book, one of the interesting things, is the lighting that it shows throughout um, the panels. While lighting is like very directly tied to setting, for example, like bright yellow colors are tied to being outside, while gloomy, darker colors are tied to being underground. Um, another really interesting thing is about just mood and how theme is displayed throughout the lighting in the panels. Um, for example, you could see like darker, gloomier colors represent um represent like poverty and hard times and a difficult living situation. You could see that throughout the colors, which are like blues and grays, which are generally more depressing colors. Um, while the very light, bright yellow colors um, are very like forceful into the, into the eyes, they make you recognize them. And I believe that this shows the way that the flare was sort of forced on society. It was forced on everyone. And um, while it's in the office, it shows not only how the rich are able to emulate the society that they want, and it says something about like their culture, uh, but also the idea that the rich have the ability to force whatever they want on whomever they want because they want to, on whomever they want because they want to, which is another um, large theme throughout the story, which I also believe is tied to Lectio Nevada. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Ten years ago, there was a solar flare, and it made people's skin burn off when they go outside, so everyone lives underground. Bax, our main character, gets escorted into a businessman's office where he's told about a murder. The businessman, Bant, asks Bax to help train police with the suits. The suits help you not burn under um the suits help you not burn when you're above ground. Bax agrees. Bant's daughter, Rose, is the next target. Everything's going fine until the murderer appears where Rose is the next target. Everything's going fine until the murderer appears where Rose is, as an illegal above-ground party. There are many casualties, but the daughter remains safe. It is revealed that the bad guy does not burn in the light. 
Bax goes to see a scientist X to ask about why someone wouldn't burn, and she says that she doesn't know, but to try and get a blood sample which could help get more answers. Bax heads out with more icemen to find the murderer. They chase him to a church. When they look inside, they find a bunch of dead bodies at the pew. The bad guy breaks into Rose's room through the walls and tries to kill her, but she gets away with some other icemen. Bax comes through the hole. Bax comes through the hole. Bax comes through the hole in a wall, and the two have an epic fight everywhere from the top of an elevator to the solar panel field where they're protected by the shadows. Bax kills the vi- bad guy, and Bax kills the murderer and presumably the virus. When talking. When talking about the fight with Bant, Bax says, I did it for her. We don't know who her is. In the end, Bax goes to work with the police. And in the back of the church. He lists he finds a list Bax finds a list of future Bax finds a list of future victims. And the thing that they all have in common? They're all the kids of major companies' leaders. Bax gets up the blood sample and gives it to his ex. Bax goes to tell Bant what happened, but is interrupted by his ex. She explains that it was a virus that was allowed the murderer not to burn, and that the virus can potentially be transmitted. There's an emergency on the roof, and the sun's almost up. The bad guy breaks into Rose's room through the walls and tries to kill Eclipse is a science fiction story, because the setting takes place in the future, ten years after a fictional event called the Flare, which was a massive solar flare by the sun, which caused the sun's rays to become lethal to humans. That event is also an element of science fiction, because the event itself took place in the future, and the event itself, which was a supernova, is a real thing, but it's just never happened to our son yet. Why does Rose, Rose's neighborhood have identical houses? Who lives there? Oh, oh, oh. In this book, the illustrations are very, very helpful, if not always the most detailed illustrations you've ever seen. They show you what it looks like outside, how everything's different now. It shows you what it looks like when somebody stays out in the sun. They can really help you understand the true horrors, I guess, that they face if they stay outside. I mean, if this was real, you wouldn't, and you saw this, you wouldn't want to go outside. What Eclipse is critiquing is political, specifically the stark difference between the rich and poor divide. In Eclipse, the majority of the population live in crowded underground slums, where crime is widespread. This is a stark difference from the rich who live in replicas of suburban homes underground and have access to bountiful amounts of food and medicine, unlike their poor counterparts. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Knots Me Podcast. That's Knots N-I-W. Don't forget to hit that like button and follow us on Anchor. Once again, that was the Knots Me Podcast. That's Knots N-I-W. Peace out.